welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of HomeKit Insider. You've got me, Andrew O'Hara, here with my pal and the puppeteer playing Tigger's tail in the upcoming web series, Tigger, Stephen Robles. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I think that's airing on a Title's new video streaming service by Jay-Z. Ah. He's a big Winnie the Pooh fan, or so I've heard. Ah, apparently. But now, now is the time, Andrew. Uh, I do this. I, I wait till we start recording. <laughs> it's time to check the YouTube subscriber count for HomeKit. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting a little nervous here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there seems to have been a sudden jump. It is now... Over the 700s, we're now in the 800s, 832 subscribers for the HomeKit Insider YouTube channel. Folks, you can do this. Man. You can do this. You can torture this person. All you got to do is click a button. It's so easy. I'll have to look back to see what last week's was, but it was definitely in the 700s last week. So a bunch of you showed up in the last few days. And so thank you all, I think. (laughs) Uh, for subscribing again, I'm fully okay getting to 9.99, and then December 25th we can cross over because then I don't have to put glitter in my beard. But we'll see. I'm I'm keeping it long for everybody in case it happens. So we'll see. It so, better so happen. I'm going to be so <laughs> disappointed into the home kit community. Oh, I'm so if nervous. They don't curse you with this. I'm really nervous. I re- I'm really afraid this is going to be weeks and weeks of finding glitter randomly. I'm so scared. We can only hope. We can only hope, man. Okay. That's all we can do. Well, listen, we are into the holiday season, Andrew. And so we're, we're, as we record, we're in like a weird limbo period because the Thanksgiving holiday is like in the vicinity. I won't triangulate our exact recording time, but we're definitely into the holidays. You have deals going on. You're probably listening to this on Cyber Monday, which is probably a bunch of HomeKit deals. Just go to appleinsider.com. Check out the deals articles we have there because HomeKit products are on sale, smart devices, everything's on sale. It's a fire sale. So I would check out that. But we do have some updates to products. So we'll hit that. And then we're going to do kind of a hitting every HomeKit category over the next couple episodes. We've had several people ask, you know, how do we get involved? How do we get started with HomeKit? What devices should we do? So we're going to try and hit the big categories and hopefully guide you in that process if you're a new HomeKit uh, HomeKiteer. Want to sneak that in there? All right. <laughs> now, twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> you, well, I'm sorry. That's what you put in the note. That's <laughs> correct. That is correct. That's not the company. The company nope. is called Twinkly, and Twinkly makes like LED light strips. And they've had products before, but they've now added HomeKit support in their recent product lines. This came with a firmware update, 2.8.3. And this is pretty cool. You get another HomeKit light strip option. This is more than a light strip option. Okay. This is specifically like straight up Christmas lights, like LED lights. There are multiple versions. There are clusters, Mm. which are, it's like a hanging dangly cluster of lights, LED multicolor lights. There are curtains, like literally like bar crossing curtains going down. Then you got icicle lights hanging from your gutter. Um, there are the flex and there's like the line, which is like a flexible line type of thing. Uh, there's like the Christmas tree ones. So you have a bunch of different ones that natively work with HomeKit. So the products have been out there, just a firmware update to bring them like natively into the HomeKit ecosystem just in time 
for all of y'all to get your Christmas trees or holiday lights, whatever you're putting up. That's pretty cool. This yeah. is cool. I was excited about this. And yeah, I put Twinkle Twinkle in there. Got the PR, and I like I like to like surprise you on the show with yes. like new new toy, new thing coming out, new thing. And I just like to put vague vague things in there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, nope, you got there googling or looking something. I up saw me. it. Yeah, mm. I saw it. I do. I no, I like the sneaky notes. You should keep doing that. They even have pre-lit okay. entire trees that you can get from Twinkly, and they have a very nice website. I have to say, uh, you can shop all their products. There'll be a link in show notes, of course, but. Pretty cool. Good on you, Twinkly. <laughs> now, Akara, we mentioned this before because this hub was at least announced for the Chinese market, but now the Akara Hub G3 is official. And so Akara has a new hub that you can get. This is a camera and a hub. I do like how Akara does this, where you can actually get a HomeKit camera that acts as a hub. And these hubs are no slouch, they actually have some good features. So this G3 camera hub has HomeKit secure video, which is great. Unfortunately, this camera does pan and tilt, but if you set it up as HomeKit secure video, it can't do that because it doesn't have those controls in the Home app. So you can do the pros and cons there of how you want to set the camera up, either in the Akara app or as a HomeKit secure video camera. It does 1080p when you do HomeKit secure video. Again, that's a HomeKit thing. But it's dual band Wi-Fi, so you'll have good connectivity there. And I thought this was super interesting. The G3 Camera Hub has a, a USB-C port for video out. And so I guess if you want to feed that video into something, uh, you can do that. Use it as a webcam with your computer, I guess. Uh, you can do that. So pretty cool. Akara, nice job. I'm pulling this up on mine. So I, I have the, the whatever this is called, Akara Hub G3. I was... Um wondering about that so you cannot use it as both HomeKit secure video and the akara's pan tilt stuff going on because i have mine set up in the akara app right with all the features of pan tilt all of those features um it works well it's really responsive there's a very minimal delay between what you're seeing on the camera and what you're seeing on your phone the it also has this adorable little effect like when you put it into like privacy mode uh, the camera like rotates down, so the camera's like <laughs> that's pretty cool blocked from view, and there's like little eyes on the top of it, so it looks like it's like asleep. I actually haven't figured out how to make it do that yet. I've been trying, um, <laughs> but the picture looks adorable. It's I assure cool. you. And there's, I don't know if they all come with these. Mine came with little silicone ears. <laughs> they they like I took it out, and there's yeah. little ears. It is pictured with ears in many of the things. Yeah, I don't know. So to your question, I feel like if you set it up in the Akara app, you can probably see it in the home app. But do you get recordings directly in the home app the way it's set up for you? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because I have, so I have my, I've had mine set up for about a day and I haven't had anything record on it because I had it set up to record and went away and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I'm wondering because right now yeah. it's just showing up in the home app. Nothing right now because it's just sitting in the kitchen. But like I can choose the options. Like I, there's actually recording options. Okay. I went home, went away, and all of that. But it's also in the Akar app where I can use the pan, tilt, rotating, all of that stuff. Right. So I'm not 100% now. You, I thought I was 100%, but... I guess you just can't do the pan and tilt controls in the home app. You have to use the Akara app that for That is true, things. 100%. Yeah. There are no like 
camera controls in the home app, actually doing like the pan, tilt, zoom, all those things only in a car. And if you go through a car, you're getting higher resolution um, because it does have like 2K versus just the 1080p. Yeah. The 1080p that we're limited to in HomeKit. So a little bit better quality there. And you can choose the video quality that you want to use. But yeah, and this has Zigbee, so you can connect your different accessories. Oh, this is what I thought was really cool with this. If you set it up through the Akara app, so it still works with HomeKit, but if you set it up through Akara, you can actually have like different modes of like looking around. So it can like identify things based on like hand gestures, so you can tell it like okay and stuff. Okay. It has the built-in alarm through HomeKit, so it can act as a security system. And if you have different HomeKit accessories, like motion sensors or door sensors, like the Akara versions of those, and they're paired with this guy, you can actually have it, when those are tripped, it'll turn the camera that way. So if it's in like a central location and your door opens, it'll know, okay, the front door is tripped and turn to this position to capture that motion. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I thought that was really neat because you do a full 360 view that way. It actually does a lot of things because I'm like, ah, I'll knock this review out pretty quickly. It's just a HomeKit camera. I just want to make sure I can (laughs) check the quality of everything. And I'm like, oh man, there's a... Lots of little things. There's a lot of things. I will say, Akara, and I think there was one hub we talked about last time. I forget which one it is, but it was a hub that did uh, like AirPlay 2. I think it was the, oh, the Turn C light. Turn C. Yeah, that was just last week. Yeah. I'm all for smart home companies making their hubs do more things. If you have to have these boxes sitting around and they're connected to your network anyway, make them do cool things like Akara and Turn C. That's very cool. We did uh, two two kind of mysterious things here in the notes. You have a uh, home widgets, Pren, maybe. I don't yeah. know if we, are we going there? Are we doing that maybe? I guess so. I never got a yes or no from the developer. So I guess we're talking about it because oh, that's no. how we do things. <laughs> okay. That's okay. how we do things around here. All right. No one right. told me no. <laughs> um, this is a new app that's coming out Oh. and it's called Home Widgets. Now, for anyone who's followed closely along with the widget story on iOS, you know that you cannot have interactions in a widget, right? which is annoying. And mm. Uh, mm. that's why we have not seen a widget for HomeKit where you could just tap it on your home screen and control an accessory, which would seemingly be really nice, especially with Apple's like smart stack. It would like automatically present like <laughs> right. your, your door at night because you always close your door. Like something like that would make sense to me, but it's not a thing right. for whatever reason. But this developer found a way around it. So it's called... Mm. Home Widgets for HomeKit, I believe, is like the official name we're going with. And that right there is my Home Widget. <laughs> Getting Slack notifications coming through. Nice. Fancy football nice. notifications. Nice. But yeah, so that is the widget. And you can actually program the widget, and you can pick multiple sizes, small, medium, and large. You can control what accessories go in there, which home, if you have multiple homes, those accessories are part of. Hmm. And you just tap them and it controls those accessories. But the way the dev got around Apple's limitations of the no interactions is whenever you control something, it's unfortunate. I just, let's see. Um, I have to open my Hunter Douglas shades oh. really quick. Good call. Because those were my, uh, what I had in here. So I'm going to find my shades. We're going to open those up. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to go back to my widget and it'll show me like the status of my shades that they were like opened. And when I tap it and tap it, it like opens the app, runs the automation and then heads back to your home screen. That's nice. Did you, I, I don't know if you caught that on your end, Steven, but it basically, it literally launches the app, yeah, runs the command and then back to home. That's good. It's good stuff. So it's just real smooth. 
and it doesn't feel, you, it feels like you're doing it from the home screen. You're not losing kind of where you were or anything like that. You're not like fully opening the app kind of thing. Right. But it's super cool. So yeah, I've set up a few different ones. Shortcuts just to open the home app, turn on an air purifier, and there's just a few of the other ones. But you can control which widgets are in there. You can change the colors and background colors and all these little things. So I think the app's really neat. He's currently doing like, uh, I have a test flight of it. He says, assuming Apple approves it right away, could be out within the next week. And if Apple requests any changes, could be two to three weeks uh, in total after that, that we'll see this. But once it is out, I'll like tell you guys All right. that you can go get it if you want. <laughs> uh, I believe it's going to launch as a free version. And then there's like a paid version to unlock like additional widgets and additional customizations and additional interactions. So if you like it, you can do like a full-time purchase or a subscription or stick with the free version if you're not doing a whole lot. That is pretty cool. I'm always about doing more with widgets. I feel like even after a year and a half of widgets existing, I don't have like a ton, a ton. I mean, I use them, but I usually get back to like the weather and Fantastical. My favorite one for me is the smart stack that automatically changes throughout the day. I think that is the freaking coolest because I'll just look down at it yeah. and it'll have like my calendar up or the weather in the morning or a location or if you like updated like the HomeKit Insider notes or something, mm. uh, stuff will pop up around when I would normally do them. So I really like the smart stack as one of my go-to. Is it pretty good at predicting that? Yeah, I think it's really good. And then the other one is, I don't know what it's actually called, the Siri Suggestions widget yeah. is great. That's mm. fantastic. And it just blends into your home screen. You don't even see it, but it's just right. always updated with like, every time, I literally just always said, I'm like, yep, that's the one I needed. Just right there. It just knew. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to try it again. Cause I, I, I typically resist like the smart rotate and the Siri ones. Cause I feel like the unpredictability, maybe it's a, it's a control issue. I just, I have to. But you, apparently it's a control <laughs> issue. <laughs> and you can is. also just swipe through. <laughs> I like know, you, I know. Oh, oh this is I showing know. me a featured photo of myself, and I don't like yeah. it. So much work There's to nothing just swipe. I, can do. I don't want to flick it. it away. I don't want to just push up with my finger yeah. <laughs> a little tiny bit. I'm just going to So heavy. Those widgets are heavy, especially those medium and large oh, ones, man. I'm telling you. All right, well, you had uh, one other uh, mysterious note in here. You said, not HomeKit, but something fun. Is this about your chickens? It is, and I was going to be all excited about it. I'm like, I don't want people to get like excited that I know some like super cool HomeKit news. So I wanted to like preface it with like, not HomeKit, not HomeKit, not HomeKit. But we got our very first eggs. Hey, that's awesome! That's a it. fun time. We got them after you know six months or so. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the breed that we got usually take about six to six to seven months to lay. Uh, we got them like in May, so it was coming up. We figured by sometime in December, we'd get some eggs and just go and check it on and make sure their water wasn't frozen or anything. And yeah. boom, we got wow. three eggs. First day, three eggs. They're like this teal, blue, greenish color. They're very cool. Nice, man. That's very cool. I totally guessed chickens. Had no idea. Had no idea what in the world, but I don't know. Felt like it was chicken related. <laughs> oh, there you go. It was chicken related. That's chicken awesome. related. Very cool. Well, before we jump into the kind of categories and such, I did want to mention listener Chris, who had talked about using a thermometer in a freezer to be able to monitor that, did tweet us back an update. He said he's loving the Govee, G-O-V-E-E, thermometer for the freezer. And uh, I'll put a link to his tweet, but he put some images of the different charts 
that the thermometer shows you and the temperature over time and all that. And so pretty cool if you want to figure out the temperature inside of a freezer, like maybe you have a chest freezer or an outdoor freezer that you don't access too often, but you want to keep an eye on the temperature, you got an option there. That's pretty cool. Nice. I was really wondering if it was going to show up to be just like a giant Faraday cage and block any signal from going out. So <laughs> I mean, possible. It's possible. By the way, since we kind of mentioned like a follow-up, yeah. I also want to, I, I don't have a huge follow-up, but I said I would check back. Mm-hmm. I tried the Hub for HomeKit app. Oh, right. Yes. So it was a little weird to set up because I literally had to use my iPad. Like I had to launch the app on my iPhone, then scan the pairing code on my iPad. Okay. But it did scan and it did add the bridge to HomeKit. Then I just go over to the second tab and I was able to add any integrations, just toggle them on. So I toggled on one for my Samsung Smart TV and I turned one on for my Casa switches. Okay. Uh, For the Casa one, I didn't have to do anything. Like I just turned it on and my switches showed up in HomeKit. But oh. right now, they were not working. They showed us no response, oh. which was odd that they showed immediately and then weren't responsive. Right. Like, it clearly found them and added them correctly into HomeKit, but it wasn't, like, fully functioning there. Hmm. For the TV, I did have to add my MAC address and my, not serial number, but another number. And okay. that did not work, but not because the hub didn't work, because the TV popped up and said do you want to allow this integration? Like literally my television was like, Hey, it's trying, something is trying to integrate with your TV. Do you want to allow or block? Turns out, I don't know where my Samsung remote is. Oh, right. I I just use my Apple TV remote. And I just turns on. Right. So I'm like, where, where's my, where's my Samsung remote? So, uh, I couldn't hit allow. Oh, you don't even know where it is like at all. No, (laughs) it's in here somewhere. It's in here somewhere. Oh my goodness. So I could not I could not actually test the TV because I couldn't find the remote. Wow. I assume I hope it's going to work as soon as I find that and I'll let you know. Okay. So I I mean I got it like it's half working here, but due to my own limitations. Okay. I don't have it all the way working yet, but it was kind of cool. All right, that's that's pretty cool. Um so you said it's a Samsung TV, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to put this app in the show notes as well. I discovered this because I had to control a Samsung TV and I was on the same network, but I didn't have the remote either. And I'll slack it to you personally if you want to try it. This app is actually free. It's called Samsung Remote Colon Control Meister. <laughs> and it's kind of janky. It will flood you with ads um, because it's trying to get you to pay like a premium thing so you don't have to have ads for like a month or whatever. But I will say... Uh, if you're connected, if you're connected to the same Wi-Fi network as your Samsung TV, the TV just showed up for me right in the app. I tap the TV, and it gives you all the remote controls of the physical remote. So you can do up, down, left, right. You can select, hit OK, change the source, and you can do it all in the app without having to do anything else. It just you know showed up in the little list of TVs when I'm on the same Wi-Fi network. Hit the TV name, and I was able to control it. So I may try it just to hit allow. And then promptly yeah. remove it. That's all. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it sounds easier than finding my remote <laughs> at yeah. this point. You totally should because after every like three clicks, it throws up another ad, like a full screen ad that you have to wait <laughs> to X out. So I do I like not. How you said like throws up, like it just barfs onto the it, screen. It basically yeah. does. So I do not recommend long term use unless you just really love it and you want to pay to get the ads off. But if you just need to click OK <laughs> and you don't have your Samsung remote, this app will do it. Control Meister. It'll control it, but chunder up ads onto the screen. 
Wait a minute. Did you just say chunder up? I did. I learned that word today. Malcolm taught it to me. I did not know that was a word. And I promised Malcolm I would use it in my daily speech. That's my normal vocabulary. So I, I used it. I got to fit it into conversation naturally. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kind of did. Apparently it's Australian <laughs> slang. I assumed it was British, but I mean, I guess yeah, Australians are like part British, so. <laughs> if any of our Australian listeners are out there, I tweeted Andrew myself. Is that offensive? <laughs> Do you guys use the word chunder? Is well, that it's a, is... probably very offensive, and we have been just blatantly cursing like crazy for the past two minutes. Well, it's like when you say pants to a British person, because that doesn't that mean like underwear or something. William would. Be. I don't know. I'm not British. <laughs> yeah, ask William or yeah. Malcolm. That's right. Oh, Malcolm British. Those are yes. Where did oh, you no, think no. he was? I had no idea. For anyone who's not who doesn't know, Malcolm Owen, William Gallagher, both writers at Apple Insider. So yes. <laughs> they're editors on our team who happen to be of the British flavor. And I assume they both know what chunder is. Okay, well... I mean, Malcolm taught it to me, so... Oh, right, well, he taught it. Well, I have to ask William next time he's on the show if he knows chunder. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, no more chunder talk because we have some friends to thank. And it was funny because you revealed that you have Hunter Douglas blinds in your home kit setup. We've talked about them many times. They're one of the few, but also one of the best options for HomeKit smart blinds and shades. And so they've sponsored this week's episode. I mean, who doesn't want to be in comfort and style in your own home and have that smart control of your window shades? And that's what Hunter Douglas does. They give you innovative shade designs, gorgeous fabrics, and control systems so advanced you can schedule them automatically, adjust their position, and of course, HomeKit compatible so you can do all the automations and shortcuts you want. You can diffuse harsh sunlight, cast beautiful glows across your room. You can have your windows open in the morning or close in the afternoon. And it has superior insulation that the shades provide, so it keeps you warmer in winter, cooler in summer. And maybe you just want perfect light all the time in your home from the sun that's coming in. Well, you can do that with Hunter Douglas Shades. Their PowerView technology is what makes it so you can automatically reposition them, schedule them, and control them through your smart home. And of course, like I said, Andrew has Hunter Douglas shades. So would you just open them live on the show? Is that what you did a minute ago? Yeah, I did. Right here in the home (laughs) app. We're just going to close those ever so nicely. Yeah, there they go. That's it. Super responsive. So fast. All easily done here through HomeKit. That's it. And so if you were listening to that segment, you can see Andrew adjust his Hunter Douglas shades live on the show if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. A HomeKit Insider YouTube channel. So, Hunter Douglas, live beautifully and enjoy greater convenience, style, and most of all, HomeKit automation. Visit HunterDouglas.com slash HomeKit today to take advantage of the Season of Style Rebate Savings Event. That's HunterDouglas.com slash HomeKit. But hurry up for these limited time savings because the offer expires December 6th. That's like this week as you listen to this episode. So head on over, HunterDouglas.com slash HomeKit. And now, the segment that many have asked us for, suggestions, recommendations for HomeKit products across many and if not all of the categories. And so this will probably take multiple episodes, but if you are new to HomeKit or you have some friends and family that are interested in HomeKit devices and categories, this is the chapter, this is the episode to start them on because that's what we're going to be doing right now. 
So where are we going to start with, Andrew? We want to do plugs, do some HomeKit plugs. We can start with HomeKit plugs. I think that's a very prevalent one. On top of that, I think that's a great one for the holidays because it does allow you to control any of your like lights. Yes. They don't have to be Christmas lights. They can be Hanukkah lights. That's right. They could be whatever whatever you want to do, whatever you want to control. They don't have to be holiday things. They can be anything. Control That's right. Coffee maker. Lots of uses for smart plugs. So I think uh, smart plugs or outlets, I guess, could be another word. Right. There's a ton of these. <laughs> where do you, where do you even start? With There's a, a ton. Long... So here's here's I'm gonna give uh, maybe we give it like our top two to three recommendations from personal experience for those just getting into it. And I wanted to start with plugs because that's how I got into smart home stuff was a plug because you don't have to change a light bulb. You don't have to switch out a light switch if you're not comfortable with doing wiring. A plug is something you can just put in between a lamp or something that you have already, a fan or an air purifier, whatever. And you can put that plug right there and control it without really messing with too much. And yes, like Andrew said, there are so, so many plugs out there. I'm going to give my top two recommendations and an honorable mention. Number one, we're going to go with our friends at Eve. Eve makes a ton of HomeKit products. They have the Eve plug, which also is an energy monitor. So you can see kind of energy flowing through there. But the reason I'm choosing Eve is because it has been super reliable. I've used several of the Eve smart plugs. It also has thread integration, which you can listen to our past episodes on thread, but it is that wireless technology that helps mesh your devices better together and help with connectivity. And so whenever I can get something with thread built into it, I think you should go with that. And so the Eve smart plug, I think is a great way to go. Secondly, and you don't need a hub for the Eve, neither do you need a hub for this next one, which is the Wemo smart plug. The Wemo smart plug is one of the more inexpensive plugs. You can get like a three pack for a minimal amount of money. And I will put links to these products in the show notes, of course, but I love the Wemo plugs because they are pretty low profile. They're pretty, you know, narrow and you can pretty much fit two on top of each other. You know, if you have just a regular outlet. And so I really like the Wemo ones. They're pretty solid for me. I use one with my coffee grinder. I've talked about on a past episode where I have this automation where I want my coffee grinder to turn off after two minutes. Otherwise, it like overflows with ground beans. And I want to be able to walk away if I'm doing something else. So I actually have a Wemo smart plug on my coffee grinder. And I have an automation set where if I tell Siri to start coffee grinder, it triggers that automation. And after two minutes, it cuts it off. And it's a simple automation. I don't have to worry about my coffee grinder overflowing. And that Wemo plug has been there for months now and is working great. So Eve and Wemo, you don't need a hub to integrate those things. You do need a home hub for some of those automation things and HomeKit, and maybe that can be our second category. Maybe we should have started with that, what you need uh, for HomeKit you know, in general. But Eve, Wemo, and thirdly, just as an honorable, honorable mention, I used a ton of Lutron products in my home because I find them to be so, so rock solid of all the brands. And they do have some smart plugs with dimmers. And so if you want to use it with a lamp and you've put a dimmable LED bulb in that lamp and you want to be able to dim it and change the brightness, Lutron has a plug for that. Those are a little more expensive and you do need a hub. So that's why I'm putting it in the honorable mentions category, but they are super reliable and I really love pretty much all the Lutron products that integrate with HomeKit. So those are my three choices. Andrew, talk to me what you think about plugs. There's, there's a lot to consider when you're looking at a plug. Yes. Right. 
there's uh, a lot of things to take into consideration. So let's kind of, before I give you my answers, okay, okay, let's look at kind of what I think makes, there's what makes a good plug, right? Right. So we have to look at connectivity options, Wi-Fi, Thread, Bluetooth are going to be biggest ones out there. These right. things are plugged into the wall, so you're not really going to see many Thread options because you don't need it. Most of these are going to be Wi-Fi because Wi-Fi is going to go around your home, Right. And that's really what you, you'd probably mostly rather have Wi-Fi for a plug. There's no power considerations to worry about. So pretty much everything is going to be Wi-Fi, though there's a few Bluetooth ones I know that are out there. Uh, and then there's some that have thread, and I'll come back to that in a second. And then we have to look at like how many plugs you want. Mm. Do you want in-wall or do you want a plug into an outlet one? Do you want multiple outlets and then do you want indoor or outdoor? So the easy ones, let's start with the, the broadest one. There's one recommendation that I'll give, which is a surge protector. There are a few out there. The one I think people should get is the one from Eve. It's been out there for a while. It does support Wi-Fi, one of the first Eve products to support Wi-Fi. It has three outlets on there. Each can be individually controlled. And Eve also has energy monitoring. So you can see how much power draw is on each of those devices that are plugged into that surge protector. So the Eve Energy Strip would yep. be my recommendation for like multiple plugs. Uh, if we go to like the outdoor plugs, there are two that I would recommend. The best, hands down, is the Lutron one. But it does require you to have your Lutron system. The reason I like it is because it's extremely responsive if you have any of the Lutron Pico remotes. As you said, Stephen, Lutron's just really rock solid reliable. So I've had zero reliability issues with it becoming available or anything like that. It's just amazingly rock solid in reliability. Um, but it just does get a little bit expensive. So that would be my number one recommendation. But if you don't want to go through the Lutron ecosystem and you want something that natively works with HomeKit, I would probably vote for the Wemo outdoor smart plugs. So there's two on there. They cannot be individually controlled, which is a bummer, I think, if I remember the right one. But I do have a Wemo one, and it's been my favorite one, and I use that to control most of my outside lights. I've tried pretty much all of them, but Wemo has, I've never had any issues with that one. So Belkin does a great job with the Wemo stuff. So that'd be my second recommendation outside of Lutron. Going back indoors, looking at plugs, if you're looking for an in-wall switch, I'd probably recommend ConnectSense. They've had their stuff out for a while. They're very reliable as well. That's probably what I would say for an in-wall switch that works with HomeKit. For smart plugs, like you're talking about, like just plug into your generic outlet, I'd pick, I'd pick the same ones, uh, the <laughs> Wemo and the Eve. And a couple things, so with the, with the Eve one, it does support thread, and it also supports energy monitoring. So energy monitoring we talked about, you can actually calculate how much usage it's taking up. So if you ever wondered how much like energy your Christmas tree is consuming or how much power your TV is uh, drawing and how much that's costing you every month, every year, anything like that, you can calculate that with the EVE Energy. So the Eve Energy Smart Plug is, is great. They've also just recently redesigned it. It's much smaller and more compact, and you can plug two of them into an outlet. Many of these smart plugs, you cannot fit two into a standard set of outlets. Right. So if you plan on being able to use that second one, make sure you have an outlet that's going to support multiple. 
uh, Wemo also, also recently redesigned theirs so they can do the same thing within the last couple years. So that's good to remember when you're picking these up. Um, the other thing that I like with the Eve Energy that you mentioned was it does support thread, but not in the way that people think it supports thread. It doesn't communicate over thread, like you don't send a, a you know, HomeKit command and it sends it through thread to the plug. The plug itself still works over Wi-Fi, but it acts as a thread border router to any of your other nearby thread accessories. So if you have any thread accessories like a contact sensor for, for your door, Eve has a contact sensor. There's the Eve Aqua that can go outside. So if you have the Eve Aqua on a spigot outside, but right inside that wall, you have an Eve Energy controlling a lamp, a coffee maker, anything like that. That's gonna bridge that thread to your Wi-Fi there uh, without you needing to have the HomePod mini or the Apple TV nearby. On top of that, because Eve already has a great app, if you have the Eve Energy, you have more insight into your thread network. So if without the Eve Energy inside of the Eve app, you can see like most of your thread devices. But when you have an Eve Energy connected, you can start to see your HomePods and Apple TVs and other thread devices and more thread information. So if you really just want the most information in general over your thread network, over your power consumption, everything like that, you should go with the Eve Energy. Those would definitely be my biggest two. Wemo is nice and Wemo has been uh, pledging support for Matter coming up. So this is already in HomeKit, so it doesn't matter that much for you. I think the companies that we care about adopting Matter are ones that aren't already in HomeKit. And by adding Matter support, it'll work then in HomeKit. So basically Wemo adding Matter support is gonna help people who are kind of outside the ecosystem as well as HomeKit a little bit. But uh, just in general work with more devices. So I do like it for that aspect. But Wemo has just been very reliable with their like controllers and everything like that. So that too would be my pick for an indoor smart plug. So as we were starting the show, I have this long list of different categories of HomeKit products. And I was like, I think we can get through this. Like just do a massive, uh, you know, big episode. And Andrew's like, nope. <laughs> we're going to spend hours on this. I see what you mean now. Yeah, I see what you mean. See, I'm going to say, because I feel like you kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll just see how many we can get through. And I'm like, no, 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 connectivity, <laughs> weird features, thread right. support. And what it, what kind of thread support does that mean? Why right. do you care if it has thread, yes. if it's connected to power? <sighs> All of these things. So I had a million thoughts running through my head. So like, I know we're not getting through our entire list, but I want to be really verbose yes, and yes. you know cover these kind of slowly. It draws out and gives us more content to present to you guys. And it gets all those little details. Maybe oh, someone's yeah. out there who really needs that specific thing. Like, oh, snap. Oh, yeah. I do want to put have that spigot outside and I need a thread bridge there. That would be perfect. And I don't That's need it. to do anything else. There you go. There you go. And so this probably should have been the first category, but we'll do it now. When it comes to HomeKit, you need a Home Hub, meaning an Apple device that acts as the hub to communicate with the Home app. And if you want to do any automations and triggers and all that kind of stuff, you want a Home Hub. Let's just be real. Now, you might have heard and you can actually kind of use like an iPad as a Home Hub, but I would not recommend that personally. I just... You take the iPad out of the home, then you're done. Like you don't have remote access to any of your stuff. Also, automations might not work. And just for reliability's sake and, you know, consistency's sake across the home, I would not recommend using that. It's possible. Again, may, you know, last resort. If you don't, you know, have the funds to buy another home hub, but you have an iPad, yeah, of course, you know, go ahead and use it, try it out. But if you experience some weirdness, that might be why. But when it comes to home hubs, you basically have two options now. 
You have the Apple TVs, which act as a HomeKit home hub. And then you have HomePod Mini. You used to be able to use the big HomePod. I mean, you still can, but it's discontinued. So I don't think we can recommend the big HomePod anymore. And so when it comes to the Apple TV and the HomePod, you do have multiple models of Apple TV. You know, you have the Apple TV 4K. Apple still sells the Apple TV HD. And there's the Apple TV 4K that's like a year and a half to two years old now and actually has different features. So I'm going to recommend this. If you have the funds, get a new Apple TV 4K with the nicer remote because the newest Apple TV not only has a faster processor, but it has Thread built in, which again, you can look at our past episodes about Thread, but Thread is that technology to create a mesh network of home devices, help with connectivity. So you can get an Apple TV with Thread built in if you get the newest Apple TV. So if you can, get one of those. That could be your main home hub. And the HomePod Mini are great because when you put them in rooms around your house, they also act as secondary home hubs if you have devices that are far away from the Apple TV. And the HomePod Mini has Thread as well. And so ideal setup, which Andrew and I both have, you know, Apple TVs and HomePod Minis, you know, great to have those multiple hubs. You get better coverage, all that. but. If you can't if you can't do the Apple TV 4K, you know, a $99 HomePod mini, you could probably get them on sale at Best Buy. That can also act as a home hub as well and will do all the same stuff uh, as the Apple TV would as far as automations and stuff like that. What thoughts do you have about the uh, HomeKit home hubs, Andrew? Yeah, like you said there's uh four options for home hub. You got your Apple TV, you got your HomePod, HomePod mini, and your iPad. <laughs> Though, if you're using an iPad, it's really best to have it connected to power all the time. So this can be a usable option if you have it like set as a dashboard somewhere in your house. Like maybe use a central location. Uh, it's in your kitchen. It's like a smart display or something. It still can be used, but like you said, it's not great to use your iPad because it battery dies. It becomes disconnected and someone unplugs it and the battery dies on it. Or you take it out of your house, then your stuff's not going to work. It sucks. Yeah. Your home hub is going to be necessary for any like come and go automations as you arrive and leave it with your house. It's necessary for controlling any of your accessories outside of your house. So if you want remote access to anything in your house, your cameras, switches, lights, anything, you have to be able to have you have to have a home hub on your network. Um, and it's what also enables all the features of the HomeKit secure video cameras. So if you want to be able to do all the recording, the activity zones, the motion alerts, all of that you need the home hub for. Perfectly honestly, if you're going to have a, a home kit home, you have to have a home hub. So yeah. pick whichever one of these is easiest for you. The Apple TV I love because I just like the Apple TV and I we use it in all of our TVs. So it's just a natural, I don't have to buy anything extra to make it work. But HomePod mini is like your cheapest way in as a home hub and it effectively does everything that the Apple TV does. There's no difference in HomeKit functionality here. Apple TV has the benefit of just because it's connected to your television, you get things like your motion alerts on your screen. Um, whenever someone like walks by or walks up to your front porch and you're watching TV, it'll literally pop up in the corner of alert, motion detected. Then someone presses the doorbell, it'll show you who's at the door. Uh, HomePod mini can also act as the chime for your doorbell. So that's an added benefit too. If you have a HomeKit doorbell, you can have any of your HomePods chime throughout your house. So there are other benefits here. I think HomePod Mini is just a slam dunk, and they also have new colors out, which is fun and cool. So if you want a blue one or a yellow one or an orange one, you can do that now. So I love the HomePods Minis. We've got like five of them in this house. They're pretty cool. So that's probably what I would recommend. 
you also said how they can act as like they do have thread support in there. So even if they're not your primary home hub, they can be thread border routers. So if you have any thread devices and you put a HomePod mini near there, that's gonna act as the border router to get it onto your network. So even if it's not your primary home hub, those can aid with your thread stuff. So if you maybe have an older Apple TV, but you still need that thread border router, that'll work. Very good. Well, you think we can get one more category? <laughs> Let's do Probably one more. not the way that I'm talking about. <laughs> Unless you want to pick something. Here, here's it right here. I got What's this, it? man. What? What? what I you got, got this. Putting it, putting it here. Um, um, That's it. That's the because I only have one. Wait, which, which, which? I only have one recommendation. Oh, the garage door. Garage door. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I, I really do want to spread these all out. So we have some, we have a lot of time here to work on them. But a garage door is a very easy one that we can spend five or six minutes on here. Okay, well, let, well, well, let's do garage door next. And as a teaser for future episodes, I was about to do switches. <laughs> I'll, oh, uh, don't even open that. No, no, it's, <laughs> that's you like, got a can of worms and you just about pop the top. That would have got worms everywhere. <laughs> That's this is a, a two-hour episode. Oh, it's a Pandora's box. So we will do switches, and maybe we'll get to bulbs next time. This will. This is a great like post Apple event season topic because it is just yeah, it's very good. All right, so we'll talk about switches next time. But for garage doors, I, I only have experience with one, and it was a tumultuous relationship at the beginning. But I set up my morose garage door opener, and this is a. What did you just say? Oh goodness. <laughs> where we can't even get through we can't even get through the the intro of the category i can't i can't do anything here so <laughs> if i would do it over i would get one of the garage door openers that have HomeKit built in but in and i'll be doing that in my new home i'll give an update on that soon we've got like block up it's very exciting but because in the current situation i had to do an add-on to an old craftsman garage door opener and so i got the maris is how you correctly pronounce it. M-E-R-O-S-S. After the, so much hate mail, <laughs> you pronounced it. No. Maras. Maras. I just, I don't know why it just comes out like that. So anyway, Steven I got. drinking before the recording. <laughs> so, it is nine in the morning right now and you are <laughs> three margaritas deep. I've only had three cold brews. It's only nine in the morning. No. Um, <clears throat> so the Maris garage door opener can integrate with current garage door openers. So you don't have to like like uninstall what you have in your garage and reinstall a big thing. This is a like small wired device that you kind of put in between the wires in your garage door opener. It's it's actually a pretty simple install. I was able to do it in about 20 minutes. Connecting it to the Wi-Fi was a little laborious. It kind of took a while. You don't need a hub, which is the nice thing about the Maris garage door thing. It just connects to the Wi-Fi. Again, there were some firmware updates early on that actually uh, helped the connectivity get a lot better. And since that firmware update, the latest one came out, I think it was maybe end of September or October time, 2021, it's been pretty solid for me. I open it with Siri, close it with Siri, and I actually get notifications from the Maris app if the garage door has been left open for more than 10 minutes. You can't do that in the home app without doing a bunch of like weird push cut notifications and all that. <coughs> Whoa, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> I got a little choked up talking about Maris. But the Maris app has that feature directly. And so I control it in HomeKit and with Siri, but the Maris app gives me that notification if the door's been open for more than 10 minutes. So I really like that. And it's been pretty solid since that firmware update. There is a HomeKit edition and a non-HomeKit edition of this same exact product. So be very careful. The link that I am putting in show notes 
is for the HomeKit version. Don't be like me and buy the wrong one and then have to return it because I had to do that. <laughs> you want the HomeKit one. So that's my experience with this one. It's been pretty good. That'll be my glowing review for the Maris garage door opener. What about you? I mean, based on how, remember your time is with that yes. earlier in, you know, our, our season of the show and didn't make me want to run out and grab one. No. But I will say I used the, the MyQ garage door opener for quite a while and it was seamless for me. Uh, once everything got set up, it was perfect. So this too is a retrofitting solution, which is really what you want. Unless you're building a house where you can build, where you can like choose your motor and everything that has like stuff built in, the Wi-Fi and HomeKit built in, you're gonna put an aftermarket like retrofit solution on to what you've got. I mean, most people probably, that's, that's where everyone's gonna be. Yeah. And the MyQ one works really easily. You really just kind of connect to the hub, you connect to your Wi-Fi and you send your HomeKit commands through and opens and closes your garage door. There's no wiring. It literally just is plug it into your power and then connect it to your Wi-Fi. That's as much as you need to do in terms of like wiring or setup or anything. Very easy to install, very easy to set up through the apps. And once everything is set up, it works great. I was able just to control my garage door at any time from my phone, from Siri. We actually had like an outside garage that was pretty far away from the house. And fortunately, like the signal strength reached to it and it could work. So I would go out to the garage and I'd walk out and be like, yo, Siri, open the garage door. And by the time that I got there, the garage door was open. It was great. Oh, yeah. Garage doors also can work with CarPlay as well, which is which is probably my favorite thing. So as you come and go from your house, it'll automatically pop up on your home kit or your CarPlay dashboard. So as I get back to my house, it'll see, okay, you're getting home. It's gonna run all of my other getting home uh, automations. So it's gonna turn on my porch light. It's gonna unlock my door, all those shenanigans. And I'm gonna see my garage door right there on my CarPlay interface. And if I wanna unlock it, it's just a tap away. You can set up with your automations to do that stuff too. But if you don't want to use it every time, it can just show up on your dash. And then when you leave, you leave your house, uh, it still knows you're there. You get into your car, your garage is there, tap it to close it right as you leave. It's very handy. Uh, then you actually get to watch it close and you don't yes. have to worry about getting a notification that it closed or anything like that. But yeah, so the MyQ1 has been super reliable for me when I used it. Currently, I don't have a garage door, but that's what I would put back in again if I was getting one, unless I was building stuff and doing all that. But my cue. And it, so you do need the hub for that, is that correct? Yeah, it is two different pieces, which is kind of funky. So it can be like whatever, like garage door, I believe, but you have like your hub first and then you have the actual like part that does the home kit thing. Right. Um, but they're just in your garage. So I just like ran an extension cord and I just mounted them like on the ceiling, like by the garage door. Don't even see them. There's just power. There was power already up there. So I already had, I just put like a splitter in cause it was two and I needed three, one for the garage door motor, one for the hub, one for the, the home kit part. So it was, I needed three outlets. So I put a little extension cord splitter up there, just mounted them in there and everything was good. You don't see them really. They're just up on your ceiling. All right. Very cool. And I will put a link to the one I hope to get. It's a Chamberlain powered by MyQ, and it is like the whole, you know, motor and everything. So if you're doing like a new construction or replacing your garage door thing, uh, that's what you can, you can get that as well. It's like 200 bucks for the, the whole engine, but you would still need the, the hub with that as well. But links to show notes for all of that. 
Man, I yes, I severely underestimated this task, Andrew. <laughs> okay. Any, oh, oh yeah, because it's not like I can't talk about HomeKit stuff, yeah. especially something as as broad as a whole category of HomeKit devices. It's so true. I mean, do you do you know do you understand how many light bulbs there are, Stephen? <sighs> that are in HomeKit, like there. Now the, there's is, at least three. This is so daunting now, man. I was. I was like, oh, it's going to be an easy thing. But no, you're right. This this is why if I would have understood the task, <laughs> I might not have even started it today. So it's probably good that, uh, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, this is going to take so long. By the yeah. time that we get done, there's going to be all new HomeKit things that are going to completely usurp yeah. what we've told people. <laughs> well, and maybe, you know, this can be an annual update. The state of HomeKit devices and our top recommendations every year. And we'll do it around uh, the holidays. So. I think it works. I'm still going to promise that that list on Apple Insider that I'm going to update. Yeah, we'll yeah, that eventually, folks. That'll be good. Well, links and show notes to everything we talked about, all the products. There'll be Amazon affiliate links down there, and so you can find again all the the plugs and the home hubs and the garage door openers we talked about. Tweeted Andrew and myself what home projects you got going on, what questions you have about HomeKit as we go through these categories in the next few weeks. We'd love to hear from you. Our Twitter handles are in the show notes. Also, don't forget to give the show a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. That helps out the show there as well. And of course, subscribe to the HomeKit Insider YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes every week. And if we hit a 1,000 subscribers by Christmas, my beard will have glitter in it the next day. And I am terrified. So slow down a little bit. No, you should be. <laughs> I remember like in high school, probably Mitch Hedberg, right? Where he's like, glitter is the herpes of craft supplies. You're just never going to, it might've been Dimitri Martin. It was one of those two. Yes. But uh, I just like to remind you of that you. as we, as we approach that number that I really hope we can hit. I'm starting to sweat. Okay. Well, thank you listeners. You guys are awesome. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>